LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel centre ministry every week. The One Thing is brought to you with thanks to Reach Australia. We long to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches. Now, the audio quality on this one's uh, a little bit different. I uh, had a little bit of time. I was up at uh, EV Church uh, for a session we call Under the Hood. We had about 10 or 12 pastors gathering together, spending some time uh, reflecting on their own ministries in a different context at EV Church. I caught up with Ray Copland, who's the membership pastor at EV Church, and Jez Reynolds, who's the focus pastor for 8.30 and 10.30. And we had a discussion around focus pastoring. Uh, what is it? What does it look like? Uh, what does it look like in a matrix style of leadership? I'm here with Jez Reynolds at EV Church. We're in the parents' room. And uh, I'm just having a quick interview with uh, Jez and Ray. Uh, Jez, can in you... the parents' s- room because I've got a little puppy with me. <laughs> so if there's any crying... It's, it's a puppy you. and not a, it's not not a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jez, can you just tell us what's your, what's your role here at EV? I'm a focus pastor looking after our congregations in the morning. So that's 8.30 and 10.30. Uh, before that, I was doing that for our night congregation. So I've been about 10 years here doing the fo- focus work. Uh, with night and morning. And Ray? Uh, ten and a half years at EV, currently the head of membership, the Connect Community and Care. Uh, first seven years I was in the maturity space and um, the latter three and a half I've progressively moved into the membership. Great. Well, I want to talk about the fo- focus pastor and the interaction between uh, an outcome pastor, a purpose pastor in church life. So, so Jez, what in your mind is the, is the role of the focus pastor? Give us your sort of two-minute job description? Well, one of the big things for us is to be clear on the outcome. What is the big thing that we as church are seeking to do, which is to make disciples, uh, get and grow. Uh, But in order to go about chasing that outcome under God, we've broken it down into pieces. Um, We're convinced that's a key thing to actually hit that goal is to break it down into manageable pieces. Uh, So specialisation, we've broken it down into the getting bit with mission to bring people into the life of church, membership, getting them around the word, maturity, and so on and so on and so on. So uh, as we've specialised, we've given guys the responsibility, in one sense, to kind of put blinkers on, always concerned for the whole, but then, hey, here's your part to achieve that whole. Uh, So we've got a bunch of guys concerned to see that deep work happen across the life of church. My job as a focus pastor is to harness that and to consolidate that, to bring that various work together amongst a particular group of people. Okay, so when you say a particular group of people, you're focused past for the morning work, so we're talking 8.30 and 10.30 congregation. When I hear both those sort of service times, I think either that's uh, you know, an oldie service at 8.30, traditional, uh, or pretend, you know, and the 10.30 service is a families congregation, so I'm thinking families and I'm thinking young families in particular. Um, now, it's just interesting, you've, you haven't, you haven't, you know, what. What are you focusing on? Who do you focus? <laughs> well, uh, there's two uses of the word focus. So there's a broad use, which is what I've used so far, which is to refer to any and every person that the Lord would draw along yep. to 8.30, 10.30. So just the people who are coming to those services, right. you're, you're particularly, whether they're old, whether they're young, yep. 
whether they're from Iran or whether they're from... uh... That's right. They're They're in the focus that I'm responsible for as opposed to the one at night. Gotcha. Then there's a narrower view of focus, which is along the lines of the homogenous unit principle, yep. where we've identified for strategic, missional and long-term ministry reasons, a particular group of people that we're convinced we, we need church to be healthy for, uh, young families, so that in 10 years' time, in 20 years' time, we've got a healthy bottom end and so on. So that's the narrower view of focus, which for me in the morning is a concern to see young families. Uh, we actually have the same focus for both our 8.30 and 10.30 services. So they're like a paired service. That's right. Yeah. In terms of what happens in church, they're identical. The platform's identical. Uh, there might be some different teams serving on the door and so on. Uh, but in terms of what we're trying to achieve, it's the same thing for 8.30 and 10.30. Great. Now, Ray, I just want to bring bring you in uh, on this. Uh, the relationship between focus pastor and purpose pastor or outcome pastor, uh, in your mind, yeah, well, what, what's the reality? What, what does it look like? It's meant to be a creative and healthy tension between streamlining a work in your M area and maximizing efficiencies to get the best outcomes in a narrow sense. And the rub on that is for the focus pastor to say, that might be good to a certain extent, but it's not working as I try and land that work in 8.30, 10.30 congregation. And so there's a rub in two directions, one for the sharpness of the focus, one for the efficiencies of the outcome of the M. And that's the interplay largely, I think, between the M head and the focus pastor. Now, in my head, I'm thinking when there's a, where's it, when there's that healthy tension, as you say, like I'll call it a conflict, mm. or when, you know, Ray's not doing his job, or when you're not doing your job, or when just something's happening in church life. Uh, what does it look like for you actually to relate to each other? Like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, you just knock on Ray's door, you know, you jump out of the staff office and say, hey, Ray, I've got a problem at 10.30. That's not the case, is it? (laughs) I'll I'll set it up with a conversation because we've we've been through this recently. Um, So pre-COVID, we were um, under God seeing a swell of people coming. We um, were praying for and expecting some growth. And so we were trying to shift the energy in the M to be able to cope with that growth. So we were looking to maximize some efficiencies. And so I was looking at restructuring the uh, membership area to get those outcomes. But the, uh, one of the consequences of that structural piece is Jez was aware that uh, his ability to speak into that was diminishing as I was um, attempting to create more complexity within my team structure. Mm-hmm. And so there was a conversation around... Uh, how can he speak into when he doesn't get an access through leader line accountability? Um, and so he was feeling disempowered in rightly. And so we were then able to negotiate around his outcome and need, my outcome and need, and that's resulted in some tweaks now in the way our structure's working so that his MREP um, is able to... Um, be under me, but also be able to have Jez's role's got teeth uh, so that he can actually leverage some leadership into that space and get outcomes for folks. So that's really helpful for those, for those listening. Just to uh, let me see if I can paint it if I'm hearing you, hearing you rightly. Uh, Jez, you're meeting up as a as a focus for say 10:30 or focus for 8:30 with uh, representatives of each of the various purpose teams. Uh, of you know, and so in this example, uh, Ray's purpose member for 10:30. And 8.30, you're meeting up with them and you're feeling like, I, I want them to understand this problem. And are they not That's in, right. interacting, interacting with 
you know, what's the interaction with Ray and yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah. so it's a matrix structure. And so mm. actually inherent into the structure is conflict and yeah. tension. Healthy, we trust most of the time. Mm. And so as I pull my team together, I've got representatives in that team for each of the purpose areas. Yep. They're not the purpose heads necessarily, they're representing the purpose head. So I don't have Ray in my team there. I've got someone who is representing Ray in the interests of membership in my team, uh, but vice versa. So when that representative goes back into the purpose team, membership in this case, along with other reps from other focuses, they're now representing me and the focus um, outcomes, strategies and so forth. So, so our M reps are kind of flipping and flopping between myself, focus pastor, Ray, and that's the world that we live in. And, and we do think it produces healthy conflict because you can't just go chain of command, do this. You actually need to influence, you need to persuade, you need to win. And so it actually generates, it, it can take some more time because yep. of that, mm. but I think it does generate a, a team buy-in to the outcomes that we're that chasing. Get, yeah, because as I hear that, I think I'd, I'd be wanting to get, you know, as I say, just knock on Ray's door and say, hey, Ray, there's a problem at 10.30. That's the you know, temptation. Solve it, yeah, solve yeah, it, rather sure, than sure. Kind of take the time to go through constant, my hand. Constant temptations to do that, and I'm always trying yeah. to go, if I do that, it'll be quicker, but it won't actually get us, yeah. all of us, where we need to go. So mm. it's, a, it's a slower route sometimes, mm. uh, but it actually brings a whole focus team and an M team together. So that so that's really helpful in terms of just thinking through that uh, that matrix relationship, but also getting the outcome, you know, for whatever the crisis or whatever the issue is for a uh, a focus, but also you know bringing it up and pushing it up to the uh, the the M or the purpose uh, the purpose heads. Uh, can I ask what does it look like for purpose pastors to sort of gather? And do, do you guys gather with the focus pastors? And what does that meeting look like? How is that different from? say, a focus meeting or just a, a flat outcome structure? What what sort of issues are you paying attention to in that larger meeting? Yeah, so key for this matrix structure to work is alignment between those who sit on the X axis and the Y axis, yeah? Um, if you're in the middle of that and you don't have alignment, that's 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 a messy place to be. Yep. And so we pull focus leaders and department heads together in a regular meeting, which we call matrix meeting because it's pulling the the heads of those top and side teams together where we're trying to get aligned on our outcomes so that then as the the detail of the work happens in our focus teams in our m teams uh it's it's smoother so that's that's in that meeting you're thinking big picture outcomes yeah. you're thinking where are we going as a whole church yeah. you're agreeing on that as a group but you're giving a kind of input you know into each area saying oh this is where we're at here this is where we're at in, the, in this instance and that allows you to actually go yep this is where we're all going mm. as a collective unit together and a place to to uh, at the higher level identify the bumps and the, the abrasion points that are unhelpful along the way yep so i imagine there's a bit of give and take like imagine sometimes you know there might be a uh you know i'm happy to lose i'm happy to lose something in you know in 10 because it's important for uh e you know the evening work or it's really important for a, you know a purpose or an outcome area for a time, mm. uh, but I imagine there's also a point where you go, no, nah, I've been given, I've been given up for the last you know, twelve months, and now it's time for me to you know to yeah. push into it. Well, you mentioned night there. One of the key reasons you need, I think, focused pastors is if you have a separate young adult work, 
Uh, if we just had a morning congregation, or if all services were identical morning and night, uh, there's less of a need for a focus pastor because your your department heads are kind of naturally thinking into that space. Yeah, and so one of the key places that you need a focus pastor is say your young adult work because uh, not necessarily are those department heads thinking twenty one year old. Yep. Or 16-year-old, because we've got a youth-focused pastor there as well. Um, a, a department head might be thinking what's going to be um, efficient and economical across all of church. You really need some guys who have got eyes on particular groups of people who go, yeah, yeah, 80% of that might work. but And so that's the context where we can have that discussion in that matrix. So that's really helpful. Your, your, your focus are thinking into that particular, you know, target or I guess or demographic target um, like Jez you're getting you're getting older you know you know you, well, I looked in your, the family, your family's no longer I'm like has a bird pooed on my beard has <laughs> <laughs> a bit of toothpaste left over and Bruce said no you're a silver fox <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's not, there's less hair on the head but that uh, I think it's a, that's a reality for a lot of pastors it's particularly as you say yeah. say you're a solo church and you're wanting to particularly give this sort of uh, focus and direction, but you're outside the demographic. How do you, how do you keep getting back yeah, into the good, mind good, of a good. of a young family? Uh, well, so so my job isn't necessarily to be in focus, but to work on the focus. That's right. Yeah, um, which is critical. It can be easier when you're in it because yeah. it's instinctive. It's natural. You pull what's out of your pockets and it fits. So I was able to do that at night. Yeah. But then, yep, shelf life, you know, <laughs> ran out. Then I was able to do that at morning with young kids, and I could just more easily from myself, from connections, work out. Now I'm needing to be far more intentional about connecting with people who are actually young. Yep. You know, so I sat with a young couple yesterday, you know, brand new. Oh, here I am getting a puppy. <laughs> They're actually having kids. A child, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm jumping into their world. And so needing to be more intentional about not just assuming, but connecting with the people that we're trying to reach. Yep. And so there's a, there's a missional edge to that particularly. But there's also just a maturity thing to that. Typically, it takes longer to mature. And so uh, one of the things about focus that I'd love to say, because people can hear us saying that it's as if we put bouncers at the door. Yep. You know, we've got a particular group of people that we're trying to reach. You can come in. Yep. Right. You need to go. You know, <laughs> not at all. Which yep. is why I started with that broader yep. sense of focus. Everyone that the Lord brings, we're seeking. So it's not bouncer at the door so, at all. And, and people need to hear, the everyone is, you know, my mother comes to church. You're going to be wanting to see them integrate, you know, be welcomed, Absolutely. move into a small yes, room, church, and make you know make moment. this church home. Yeah, yeah. Yes, in church, I asked everyone who's been following Jesus for fifty years or more, put your hand up. Seventy years or more, keep your hand up. And this is just this beautiful sight of the older saints among us. Yeah. Um, so we want to be caring for them as we do. The, but my the mum comes back to you and says, "Hey, uh, Jess, uh, your earrings. I just don't like your earrings." Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and, and your tats and, yeah. and the music. It's just a little bit too loud. Yeah. Uh, which has been known to happen. Uh, so for focus to have teeth, it actually does need to yeah. look like something and in some cases upset some people. Yeah. They would rather the hymns, but we're going to do this. They would rather. But what we've found is trying to win all of church, particularly that older crew. Hey, where do you want to see this church in 20 years' time? When we're long gone, yeah. And, and when you give people a vision for the church still thriving and growing, mm. like, yeah, give me that. Yeah. All right. Are you up for 
putting aside your personal preferences for the sake of, you know, 1 Corinthians 9 and so on. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And so just it takes a bit of that kind of drip, drip reminder for the rest of church. Yep. This is not about being cool. This is not about these people are any better. It's for the sake of reaching more and a long-term ministry. Uh, so, yeah, we manage those kind of tensions all, all the time. Yeah, I'm interested, Ray, are you in any focus meetings as a focus rep for a particular uh, focus group? Only if I was required to be there because my staff people were away, but usually not. Okay. Yeah. Because managing that tension, I was, I was chatting with uh, Ben Broadfoot yesterday. Uh, and ben, ben oversees the maturity work, uh, the deep in word work across all of church, but he also sits in the 10.30 and the 8.30 um, morning focus, morning team. focus yeah. team. And you know, and so in some ways, he's, he's kind of, he's, how did you put the phrase? I think you said he's talking to himself, he's got to talk yeah. to himself and then and then give responsibility to himself. So when someone's doubles about the boss, he's only got himself the vibe. That's it. So when when you're double heading there, the tension, I guess, is to be thinking thinking about the whole. But actually, when you're in that focus meeting, you're just thinking about what's needed for eight thirty and ten thirty, and that's what you bring into that meeting, not the whole. The helpful thing about this is people assume you need to be a big church with a big team in order to run this model. No, we've been running this at smaller sizes. It's just the intent behind it where you've got lots of guys and girls wearing multiple hats but just being intentional about what hat they've got on in that moment. Mm. So you don't have to have a separate individual to fill out this matrix. We don't. Um, that can, it can help, but we're actually even intentional about trying to put guys, girls in multiple places so that there is a, a partnership with the whole work and not only blinkers the whole time. Mm. Uh, but yes, that's right. You've, you've got to be intentional about what am I sitting here in this kind of meeting or in this role right now? What's my responsibilities? Is it to this morning team or is it to the overall purpose work? So tell us, what does a groove look like for a focus meeting? Give us, give us a sort of a, a standing kind of agenda. Yeah, so it's a, at this point, it's a fortnightly meeting of two hours. Uh, we'll always start with uh, good news stories, particularly because yep. it's a 9 a.m. Monday morning meeting. It's, <laughs> it's been a big Sunday, big weekend with flat. So what, what's God doing amongst us? We share that stuff together. We rejoice, give thanks. Uh, we might reflect briefly on the word. Uh, we'll then run through uh, who's new to church. So our membership rep will go, we met these families over the last couple of weeks uh, so that there is a whole team awareness of who's with us, their stories. Oh yeah, I met such and such. Or not sure that they're a Christian, they'd be great for life and pass them to the mission. So we're doing that kind of people conversation about people who are new with us. Uh, we're talking about people that uh, we're concerned about, particular pastoral issues. Is there anyone we've heard considering leaving church or whatever? So there's a group concern there. Then actioning uh, those concerns through the most relevant channel. Are they in a growth group? Well, okay, now I've got my maturity rep there. Hey, this maturity rep, Ben, in this case, won't necessarily go and speak to this person. He's got his team that he'll work that through so that the best contact will follow mm -hmm. the person. Mm -hmm. They're not in a growth group. Okay, well, membership. Um, or we had some mission contact with a hey, mission person. So we're, we're doing people work. Uh, we're looking, who haven't we seen at church for the last month? Um, there's an assumption that there can be an assumption I've found that big church is just you get lost in a crowd whereas I'd want to assure people who have that 
um, critique. We're actually regularly in various meetings, in the department meetings, talking about people, maturity, focus. We're running through people. Um, we'll, we'll run through our kids' roles, whose families haven't we seen and so on. So um, we'll have a, a ministry section. Um, who are we wanting to step up into ministry? Uh, so the team, because obviously we need to work together about resources and, and who does what. And so just because I want that person for that ministry, my job as a focus pastor is to see that Think all together, yeah, that's going to be the best for them and for the ministry. So we have uh, that ministry conversation. So that's kind of a half, sometimes more, then we are into kind of strategic um, items, business arising. There's some small time that we give to services, but much of that happens offline in another meeting. That'll be a focus meeting. Okay. So um, so that's your fortnightly meeting, uh, and that's, that's pretty much what it looks like most of the time. Yeah, and then as a focus pastor, I'm looking to meet up one-to-one with my reps, maybe once a term, uh, as needed with M reps like Ray. So that's less frequent. And then we use the team structure as the frequent meeting time. Can I just throw in a uh, so uh, another sort of example? So you, you notice that say let's just say the eight thirty service is declining, mm-hmm. um, and you've lost a lot of people. Um, who's who's raising that as an issue? Is that a matrix? Me. Is that a, yes. so that's yeah, you. I've got eyes on eight thirty, ten thirty. Church attendance particularly is a key measure of. Health, it's not the only one, but it's yep. a key one. I'm keeping my eyes on numbers of people into growth group. Uh, this is another thing about a focused pastor's role. My job is to see people move through the pathway. Because we've separated our work up into specialised areas, there's the, the danger that people actually drop between stools. You yep. actually get missed because someone's just going hard there. I'm just worrying about growth groups. That's I don't, right. I don't care that... There's no one actually going through yeah. a membership course and getting into a growth group. I'm just worried about growth groups. So I'm yeah. sitting pretty. Everyone is in there and uh, you're not realising that, hey, there's this big backlog of people. That's right. And I think we've got better at even the silos caring about each other. Uh, but it's my job to make sure that that is happening. Uh, so if a third is declining, uh, that's me. I'm watching it. I'm spotting it. I'm doing the analysis on it. But I'm bringing that to the team's attention. What's going on? Are you feeling it, Ray, as well? Um, you know, are you feeling that decline? Are you, like, are you seeing are you seeing that as well or not? We would definitely see it as we after a weekend service. Um, we're looking at the numbers of attendance because it's a health measure. Membership is really keen that the people have got a gathering, and so if they're not expressing their membership as church, then yes, we 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 want to know that. So we we will track the um, attendance numbers. We'll look at the kids' numbers. Um, and we're also, we'll notice uh, week on week how many new families are even coming in. So we've got a bit of an eye on the general congregation who call at home already. And we would also have an eye and an interest on the people trickling in and to see whether there's any problem on that front door as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, helpefully you've acknowledged EV Church is, is, is a large church. Uh, you've got staff resources, which means you can hold meetings at nine o'clock on a Monday morning. That's not the case for a, a lot of our churches. And, uh, and as you say, this is something that can work in a, in a small church and something we've seen in our church plants, something we've seen in small church as well. What does it look like to run a focus meeting uh, in, a, in a small church where you're a solo pastor, maybe you've got another team member, but uh, you're actually 
uh, filling a lot of these roles with lay, you know, lay leaders. Yeah, yeah. the principles remain. Uh, and so uh, for me, I was actually focused pastor for night whilst I was at Bible college, so I couldn't make it through the week. I was running my focus meetings on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, which is also something uh, I know lots of guys who are embracing this do when they've got volunteers. They can't make it through the week. But uh, maybe it's a monthly Sunday afternoon meeting where you're still trying to achieve the same things, uh, alignment amongst that team. Uh, so, yeah, the principles remain, just being flexible with what time you run it in order to get volunteers or, you know, yourself who's wearing various hats, thinking about the dimensions of the Lord. Thanks, Jez. Thanks, Ray, for uh, spending time talking about church and focus pastoring. Pleasure. Well, uh, I'm hoping you found that helpful. I reckon this is an area that we want to keep uh, reflecting on and pushing into and thinking into in the context of our uh, of our churches. Uh, you know, is it a helpful model of thinking about how we might make mature disciples in increasing numbers? I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.